Welcome to this month's edition of Pulp Nonfiction, the paper and packaging podcast. I'm Greg Johnson with Sustana Fiber. And as always, I'm happy to be joined by my co-host, Dr. Marta Passos. Hi, Greg. So, Marta, I just read an article about people who have lived to be 100 years old that are happy and healthy. And two of their main secrets to longevity involve being both, no surprise, physically as well as mentally active. That's why we couldn't be more excited to have as our guest today, John Heaney, an energetic environmental advocate and the Senior VP of Sales and Director of Sustainability at Advertisers Printing in St. Louis. John will share some of his 100-year-old company's own longevity secrets, including how embracing sustainable printing practices has helped to improve both his business and the environment since 1923. John, it's great to see you again, and thank you for visiting with us today. Well, it's a pleasure, Greg. Uh, Marta, uh, thank you for having me. Well, John, let's start with the year 1923. And I'm not talking about the Paramount Plus prequel to the TV series Yellowstone, but the actual year when advertisers printing started. So what are some of your company's longevity secrets to celebrating over 100 years of printing success since 1923? Yeah, I wasn't here in 23. I just <laughs> want to make that clear. But uh, no, uh, the, uh, the great-grandson, as I say, is running the, the, the company today. But it was uh, our sustainable journey uh, took off about 20 years ago, about two decades. And in that two decades, that's... You know, we, we've we've achieved a lot, but in my personal uh, belief, the last two decades have been most meaningful uh, with our sustainability gains uh, and all all that we've learned and implemented. So that that's been the the real joy for me personally. Uh, but we're coming off a, a year of of amazing growth and uh, and incredibly optimistic about twenty twenty three. Like looking back a hundred years, which is a, a it's a it's a tall it's a it's a it's a mouthful, huh? And there has been so many incredible uh, historical events. Which one, which one do you think that you were the proudest to be connected to? Proudest, though, still would be the fact that we have leaned out and become one of the most sustainable printers that that for me and that's my own partisan uh view of 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 this uh whole story is that we've done it the right way for the last 20 of those 100 years john it's that's awesome and i do want to take a deeper dive into not only your equipment but some of your sustainability practices but before we do i just wanted to ask you a, a quick question about a graphic technique that Lynchpin is predicting to still be popular in 2023 called shimmering, um, a really cool 3D effect. Can you tell us a little bit about shimmering and is it recyclable? So uh, this is a great question. If it's plastic or poly impregnated, um, if it has been manufactured with heavy amounts of synthetics, it's really generally not recyclable. This, we honestly have not done a lot of 
shimmering per se on material on substrate but we've done a lot of bling if you will added to the piece after we've printed it uh, however packaging uh, is it's a big growth area for packaging uh, but primarily larger format packaging uh, the smaller stuff we do in size is is with the various foils metallic and pigmented and, and embossing treatments and and how about like for for those impregnations um is there any do you have any issues with the whatever coating or adhesive you're using to get that metallization become a reality well, that, that's where the LED UV comes in. Um, it will lay ink and dry ink and cure ink on any uh, substrate uh, that's printable. Uh, in other words, uh, poly uh, substrates, plastics, uh, substrates that are uh, full synthetics. Uh, so, so that's not an issue getting ink to set and dry on those substrates as much as it is uh, sort of market demand. Our particular market demand uh, is, is not there for that, uh, but, but it's growing. I'd prefer to go fiber all the way. I'm, a, I'm a, uh, more, more of a, a environmentally bent uh, guy. So, you know, but, but uh, the packaging we're doing, the small format packaging, lots of foil and lots of embossing, and that's happening uh throughout uh one one category in particular one vertical is is cannabis um and and you're seeing a lot of foils and use of of bling put into the packaging from that respect yeah it, it certainly becomes an attractive packaging i i know that there is a ton of work being done there especially considering the safety features that it must have right so yes it, it, it is a it is a world of opportunities in, in many many aspects right absolutely john you mentioned some of your your clients and i know you have many prominent clients uh, including anheuser-busch inbev enterprise uh, of course the the cardinals that you mentioned as, as well as some really um leading cultural institutions in st louis including the art museum uh, the missouri botanical garden um, what differences do you see between for-profit and non-profit organization in terms of sustainability and their interest in recycled paper? Corporate America definitely has uh, the reporting that happened annually uh, with ESG. That, that's their main focus. Uh, you know, they're, they're not as interested unless it's B2C. If it's B2C or unless it is uh, walk-up retail. Those are two areas where it's strong with corporate. Do you see that it is more about the, the PR aspect of it than the actual environmental aspect of it? Yeah, for sure, Marta. It, it is one of these issues that in America, we've politicized the environment. Very, very troubling. The EU has not. And Marta, you would be familiar with, with uh, that EU behavior against a, an American mindset. However, uh, corporate America is always very sensitive about the touch point of their consumer, uh, of the user of, of their material or, or products. So 
it's changing and changing for the better. But it has been a long slog. I wanted to um, ask you about uh, some other cool sustainable things that you're doing at Advertisers Printing. Um, I know you've added solar panels to your roof. Um, you, you have a fleet of hybrid and EV vehicles for sales and deliveries. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about these measures as, as well as your, your, your press, uh, your LED UV press? Um, the big crowning achievement, uh, the crescendo, is this 10-color LED UV press. And we normally don't uh, jump up and down about hardware, but this one environmentally is an insane uh, haymaker. This, this uh, LED UV, uh, some of the attributes, and if I could, could share with you, you know, you, it's cut make-ready time, set up time by two-thirds. And, and the ownership here had the courage to, to sign on the dotted line in, in December before the pandemic. Now, they didn't understand that the pandemic was going to happen in, in uh, January and February of the next year. So their courage was not only to sign on the dotted line, but to stick to it. And uh, they didn't back away from what is upwards of a $3 million investment. I've never seen a machine like this and, uh, or technology like this. So uh, kudos to the ownership for having the courage uh, pre-pandemic to, to buy a press like this. John, I know you're aware that Sustana's recycled fiber is added to all kinds of sustainable food and beverage packaging from paper cups and carry-out containers to sandwich wraps and even microwavable sleeves. Um, that said, what do you see in St. Louis and the greater Midwest in terms of people preferring paper over plastic, especially in terms of single-use print applications? Uh, packaging, big growth area, fiber, major growth area, uh, cannabis for sure. Uh, rec outdoor is a category. Fashion wear is a category. Uh, 501c and cultural, as we mentioned before. Uh, but but. For sure, what we're seeing is packaging is is a big growth for us for this this technology and and fiber fiber based. Uh, the common perception is uncoated fiber based is environmentally friendly, and it is, um, and it's uh, highly recyclable. And so, the consumer is a lot smarter than than. Uh, most marketers understand, I think, you know, in terms of trends, for sure, packaging is growth uh, rate. I think we uh, direct mail. So direct mail grew 4.9% last year. And, and, wow. and it's, it's the sleeper. So direct mail, and, and most of that, uh, you know, it's fiber based, there's very few plastic direct mail pieces, you do get some, you get these obnoxious credit card uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, pieces that uh, come through the mail. We, we don't do any that kind of work, but, uh, but direct mail is, is growing and, and set to grow again uh, this year, I think by 3% is what they're, they're estimating. But uh, uh, direct mail, by the way, has the highest, highest ROI of any uh, channel in marketing. Uh, the problem is it's a little slower and a little more expensive, but it is clearly the highest uh, ROI. And that's what people need to understand is 
you can't stop the mailbox. Uh, you can you can spam, you can stream, you can spam bail, you can uh, uh, use satellite radio, you can block marketing in every other way, but the mailbox. In the mailbox, you need to physically do something with that piece. Uh, I'm sure that many environmentalists cringe when I tell them that, uh, you know, this growth of the mailbox. Well, and, and Marta, I don't know if you've heard the statistic, John, you can confirm this for us, but I recently read that about 70% of companies today use some form of direct mail in North America. It's actually 72. Yes. 72? Yeah, 72. You're correct. Okay. Yeah. So when you couple that with a platform where you have uh, Advertisers Connect, we couple it with an omni-channel environment. So we're touching the consumer up over a dozen times before the piece arrives. We're touching them in Google search, in uh, Facebook, in Instagram. We can touch them in informed delivery uh, with a click-through on informed delivery, which will take you right to the URL of their choice, uh, the marketer's choice. And, and, and so this is the future growth for us as a, a printer, a marketing services provider. It, it is absolutely the synergy of taking all of this together because the omni-channel, when you're, when you're monoculture in marketing, you, you're, you might get lucky to put out 2 million web blasts or whatever. You might get lucky to get a fraction of, of a half percent. And here's one thing that I, you know, that I recently heard, and and I and I think that some people are missing out, particularly those that may be a little more critical with the environmental aspect or less thereof uh, of direct mail, which is mm -hmm. email is not as environmentally friendly as many people think, right? Because we're talking about energy consumption, we're talking about maintaining a URL, we're talking about maintaining a system that is going to get that email to you. So we're not just like saying, hey, this is a carbon free. Email is carbon free, whereas if you have a letter in your mailbox, that's not going to be so. So I, I believe that it makes uh, it, it makes sense to bring that point up so people don't think that we're talking about something that is not environmentally friendly versus something that is purely carbon free, which is not, right? Great point, Marta. Uh, don't get me going on crypto. I mean, you're talking oh, energy sinks. I mean, <laughs> you, some of these server farms are the size of Delaware. I mean, if you put them all together, right? So uh, there, there's the the cloud ain't carbon free. Uh, pardon my English. I hear you. Like uh, I, in crypto, is 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 becoming not only not environmentally friendly from an energy consumption standpoint, but the noise pollution yes. is is causing entire communities to have to pick up and go because they can't sleep, they can't live in peace. They're, you know, and I can't even imagine the the, the causes to the fauna in, in the area, right? Birds are particularly uh, sensitive to any noise pollution. So if you have like population of certain species in that area, kiss them goodbye. Right. Yeah, mass consumption of water and energy to you know to for the heating yeah. and cooling of these yeah. uh, facilities. Yep. I wanted to ask you, John. I I know back in 2004, you became the state of Missouri's first FSC certified printer, 
And as you mentioned before, you also are certified with the Sustainable Green Printing Partnership. And you're one of, I understand, only 60 printers in the United States that has that certification. How have these credentials helped you build business? It took, I think, 18 months to become certified. It was hundreds of labor hours. It's not an easy task at all. That happened, uh, that certification came along in 2011. Um, I've sat on their board for about four years. I, I really believe in it because it is big into benchmarking and tracking your footprint. Measurement of environmental footprint, tracking, and a plan of reduction. John, let's take a just a step back just for a minute. I, I wanted to just quickly ask you about what you do with your recycled paper. I know you briefly mentioned it earlier in our conversation. Um, what do you do in terms of responsible recycling? I, I believe you've, you've worked with some local schools to donate some of your paper. Yeah, so that's part of the SGP, uh, one of the major projects. We have a school share program where we take uh, stock that is overage, clean, white, uh, sort of unprinted paper, uh, any overage, we'll cut it to a usable size and donate it to a local inner city school. We are an inner city printing company. We never left the urban core and we try to help the urban core where we can with uh, paper and supplies. I wanted to know, what what would you say, you know, looking ahead in 2023 and beyond, what would you say is, is advertisers printing's biggest challenge in terms of maintaining some of these great, impressive, sustainable practices like you're you're doing now? You know, that that would be pretty, I think, pretty easy. It, it's the economy. Um, the economy is the concern uh, for everybody. It's inflation. It's it's the economy and it's the ability to source uh, material. You you guys are in the ground zero for the the paper uh, challenge. The supply uh, the supply chain challenges. We're finding it more with envelopes now, um, and it's certain kinds of envelopes. But it's it's the overall it's it's economic would be the biggest uh, worry. Uh, but that's sort of uh, germane to all business, right? Well, John, as we conclude our conversation with you today, it, it, it's been great. But I wanted to ask you, what are some things you do personally in your everyday life that help the environment? Ooh, um, I have a little hobby farm south of St. Louis, about 60 miles south in St. Genevieve, Missouri, the oldest town in Missouri. And it's a little 40-acre, uh, small, uh, half uh, timber, half pasture. So that's that's the happy place. I go down and I walk in the woods. I, I you know, that's where my escape, uh, That that's that's where I, I unwind. And, and and I try to take an EV, an electric car down there. Uh, I have one, but but it is, uh, you know, I, I, I feel strongly the connection to the planet most on that property. And so that, that, that's what I, I think, uh, I try to shepherd uh, that stewardship of the environment to my friends and family, especially my children. And uh, so they, 
John Heaney is my name, but they, they've nicknamed me John Greeny a long time ago, and it kind of stuck, John Greeny. Well, thank you, John. It, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. It, it's been great spending time with you, and um, we wish you uh, and your company a happy 100th birthday this year and uh, continued success for Advertisers Printing. Thank you. The gratitude is all ours. If you are in the area, in St. Louis, please ring us. Stop in. We would love to show our facility to anybody. It's uh, it's part of our duty. Uh, but uh, thank you for this time to tell our story. Really appreciate you two. Thank you. Thanks to you, John. Very inspiring and and definitely uh, a a great take on on not only being able to make it through a hundred years through evolving, but from taking a good page on sustainability and circular economy pays off. Awesome. Thank, thank you, John. Thank you for tuning in today, and we hope you'll join us next month for a new episode of Pulp Nonfiction, the Paper and Packaging Podcast. In the meantime, please visit our website at sustanafiber.com for previous podcasts, as well as for more information on all our recycled fiber products for your sustainable paper and packaging needs. Thanks again. Remember to recycle, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>